Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the UPS Store, we want to make this summer the summer of shipping. Summer ship So you can start crossing items off your must-ship list. Like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class. Or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack-and-ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com slash guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Danae Moore to the podcast. Danae is a British Jamaican musician turned chef and food writer. Her pop-up D's Table showcases her unique cooking style, which aims to put a modern plant-based twist on authentic Jamaican flavours. She's also the author of a new book, Plentiful, Vegan Jamaican Recipes to Repeat, which we're going to be chatting all about today. Welcome, Danae. Hey, oh my God, that felt, that made everything seem so real. Like it it is. <laughs> and you are. And I guess I'm, I am uh, an yeah. author. And we've yeah. got your book in front of us and it's beautiful. <laughs> so thanks for coming along to chat about it. Um, so anyone who Googles you like I did will come across lots of stuff about your music career because obviously you said you've been doing that since you were a, a teenager, basically. Um, how did you come to write a book about vegan Jamaican food? Tell us about that journey. Well, for me, I... I was obsessed with food. Like mm. I watched like Saturday Kitchen and I would, it sounds insane now because like I don't think any kid would do this, but <laughs> I would literally, as the chef was making the food, I'd write down like each step in, in a notebook and anything that I liked, I'd try and make it. And I used to watch like Ready Steady Cook with my, with my nana. Yeah. And she lived in Sheffield and she'd call me after school and I'd come home and like watch it with her. And so I was always really into food and I knew I wanted to do something, but I mm. guess I didn't have the right avenue to it because I feel like, I don't know, 
should I have gone to cookery school? Like there are these question marks around the things that make you feel like you what you should do to be qualified to like be a yeah. chef. Um, but it was only until 2017 that I like, I just came back from Jamaica and I just decided that I, would, <laughs> I just decided that I was going to host this pop up. Yeah. And I did like a five course meal, which is like very me. Um, but I used to do that quite regularly. I'd invite people over and just make like five different things and I wouldn't yeah. tell anyone what I'm, what I'm making. And I wouldn't even know what I'd be making on the night. Um, but I just love that connection with food. And mm. I think especially Jamaican food in general, there's this like, I don't know, there's so many stories. There's so much more than what I think it's out in the public, like of public knowledge. Yeah. And with this book, I kind of wanted to really highlight how exciting those flavors are, yeah. um, especially using vegetables as the kind of like vehicle for the flavor. Um, did you always start, had you always been vegan? And that's, so when you did the pop-up, was it always a vegan pop-up? Yeah, so it always been vegan. I hadn't always been yeah. vegan, sorry. The pop-up had always been vegan. Yeah. But I think, I was thinking about this recently because someone asked me, I think I've been vegan for like seven years, I okay. would say. Um, so I, I would it would have been like two years into like being vegan, I think, yeah. if I'm correct. Um, and that was also part of the journey because then I had to like, you know, really think, how am I going to make these things that yeah. I loved growing up? And actually, I realized it was actually kind of quite easy because naturally a lot of the spices and flavors that you use anyways are vegan. Yeah. Um, so it was just about using techniques and utilizing like different um, mm. methods to create, to build flavor in the same ways that you would have done with meat and dairy. Yeah. And it, I, I get that reading the book because the recipes seem like really unique and personal to you and you're bringing in, I think you said, you know, you ate a lot when you were touring, like as a musician, mm. and that was, your eyes were open to all these different, so it's, so it's not just Jamaican in there, there's some kind of really cool mashups as well, bringing in different flavours from different cuisines. Mm. I also just think that's like the modern way yeah. to, to eat. I think, um, you know, I was born in Jamaica, I moved here when I was nine, and so... You know, I am Jamaican, but I'm so influenced by all the different food that I yeah. eat. Um, so I think, you know, most people's like pantries now are like, you know, they've got a bit of miso. They've yeah. got some brown sauce. They've got like yeah. a kind of baked beet. Like there's just everything yeah. in there. And I think that reflects in like the food that's about, like even the restaurant scene. So exciting, like so many amazing new chefs um, just doing like incredible things mm. um so I think it's really exciting time for both cook cookbooks and also like just restaurant culture yeah definitely okay so now we're going to take a deep dive into your 10 things um let's start with the marmy because I know that's something that you're well, we're all a big fan of um it's something that's often associated with meat so how do we unlock the savory flavors with plant-based food I think this is like a big thing that people feel like they're going to miss, right? That depth of flavor, the yeah. salty, savory, like that, you know, body of mm. like a dish. And I think naturally there's so many different sources of that. And for me, I love like even just something quite simple and um, inexpensive like soy sauce. Soy sauce is delicious. Like it can amp up so many different dishes. Or like something like Marmite, I think is like a good cheat code to add to like your bolognese or mm. something like that. Adds like a real meaty kind of flavor. Um, but then you have like ingredients such as like um, kombu, which is like um, 
type of seaweed yeah. that's really good for broths. So in my book, I have this like ramen recipe um, and it really leans into like using the kombu and the dried mushrooms. Um, but I think just stuff like that, like those are things that are just naturally, mm. they just naturally exist. And about utilizing them in the right ways for like the right kind of dish. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think in one of the recipes you had a, a, a marmy paste where you'd sort of mixed up a few of those different flavors as well to kind of add as a little a little flavor bomb to the dish. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's just about balance. I think that's umami. You want that really satisfying mm. like kind of flavor mm. of like it's hitting every single note. Yeah, and then richness. Um, you're a big fan of coconut milk, aren't you? How do how do you use it? Mm. Coconut milk is so versatile. Like. I love it. Like recently actually wrote this recipe that I posted online <laughs> because I'm obsessed with like beans. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it is, like butter beans. I'm just obsessed, yeah. cannelloni beans, um, obsessed with them all. Um, and I've been doing this like kind of quick braises. Um, and at the end, instead of like normally a lot of those quick braises with beans use like cream or something, but yeah. coconut milk adds such a wonderful flavor, but richness mm. just naturally. And it's so like wonderfully fatty and just... I'm, like, it just makes everything taste so delicious. Um, so I love using coconut milk in curries, in like broths, um, in desserts. Delicious in like a dessert yeah. to add that same richness. Um, but yeah, it's such a versatile ingredient. Yeah. So in the book, you say that the use of spices in Jamaica is, is quite unique because of all the melting pot of different cultures. Um, and you, you used a lot of spices. You like whole spices, is that right? Yeah. I would advise you to like use whole spices when mm. you can because, um, and even to grind, if you can like grind it yourself, whether, yeah. it was, whether it's with like a pestle and mortar or like if you have a, like a spice grinder, because it's just like so much more flavor because obviously spices that you buy, almost like, I feel like people buy lots of spices and then they sit in their shelves yeah you know for, for ages and it just loses that potency mm. and it's just better to get the whole spices and grind them yourself and you'll notice such a massive difference especially with like coriander yeah coriander seeds are like amazing like so much more delicious like cardamom as well cardamom. yeah lovely and allspice which is like very um popular and common in like jamaican mm. cooking and the flavors i feel like allspice is one of the most used spices um it's very important in the kind of jerk itself like um allspice or like pimento um so yeah i feel like that potency is so much more stronger yeah. when you use like whole spices you can use allspice whole as well can't you and then kind of just scoop it out or do you yeah. just I wouldn't, I don't know. Can you, can you eat it? How it's you? not the best experience. I was going to say, I was, I'm thinking about my teeth. <laughs> but I spent a lot of my childhood actually Picking it accidentally out. eating it and just like, yeah. But allspice <laughs> is such a unique flavor, isn't it? It just oh, isn't quite like anything else. I it's love just it. It's delicious. So yeah. like smoky. It has this yeah. wonderful like grounding flavor. Yeah. Fantastic. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. 
Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. CeraVe Facial Moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe Facial Moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist-recommended facial moisturizer brand. Another building block of flavour is alliums. Um, mm. Let's talk about those and how you use them to layer flavours in dishes. I'm obsessed with alliums. Yeah. Like, as um, <laughs> most, I feel like, you know, when people talk about that, um, that starter pack of like building, like the smell of like, yeah. when you walk into a kitchen, normally it's onions being fried and you're mm. like, what smells that good? Like, and it's normally onions and garlic. Um, and there's so many different types. Like right now I'm obsessed with leeks. Yeah, I, love um, leeks. I guess it's like in season, but um, I love like comfy and leeks. Mm. I love like frying them. And adding them to beans because I'm obsessed with beans. Yeah, because their texture as well as flavour, aren't they? They go down to that lovely kind of soft, almost delicious. kind of fondue The best. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love shallots. Yeah. Like, delicious, amazing. Um, but when I talk about building the layers, I'm obsessed with spring onions. And there's actually yeah. a lot of spring onions in the book because I just... <laughs> I noticed that. Always have it on, I always have it on Did hand. Did you say that was like, what? that's the trinity, isn't it? Is it spring onions, scotch bonnets, and what was the other thing? Garlic? Um, uh, on time, time, time. That's it. Yeah, I feel like that time. is that is yeah. my like childhood. Yeah, like my mom always will always have those things on yeah. hand, and I just think that's amazing as well because it's amazing raw. Mm. Like to finish a dish to add like a little bit of like that extra note because if you build something, if you started a dish with onions or shallots or you know, um, it's nice to finish with that allium flavor as well. As well. Yeah. yeah, cool. Love that. Also, know that mm-hmm. you're a fan of frozen things, oh. stashing stuff away in the freezer for quick fixes and inventive meals. And um, I think you've got a recipe for, as paratha, like one of your main. Parathas, oh, yeah. obsessed. Delicious. <laughs> Genuinely, I don't know what happened over the past. It was the pandemic mm. when basically in Margate, there are all these amazing like food stores on, yeah. the, on the high street. And there's this amazing store called the International Store, which I actually <laughs> photographed and thanked in my book oh, because nice. I was there every single day of recipe <laughs> testing. And they have about like five different types of paratas. And I just got obsessed because it was at the time when there was no flour. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. But they always had flour. So yeah. I always ended up there buying flour, but then also paratas. And they're just like the best kind of flatbread ever. Mm. So flaky and... Weirdly, you know, a lot of times with bread, it's like fresh, right? You want it to be fresh Mm. or baked or fried in front of you. But frozen, it's actually really good because A, it will last in your freezer forever. But then when you fry it, it takes literally minutes. Yeah. And most of them are vegan for some reason, um, for an amazing reason. Um, (laughs) And yeah, they're just, I feel like it's a massive cheat code because sometimes you come in, you know, 
like what I would what I would do recently is like make like a bowl of coconutty beans or something or yeah. um if you have like a leftover stew or like soup it goes it just goes with everything and yeah. you just fry parata a couple minutes and you have it on the side so I feel like it's a cheat code to stock up on some like vegan friendly staples yeah I think we need permission to get those freezer things in because I'm a big fan I know you said you mentioned dumplings as well yeah and I'm a huge fan of like I I would make them but if I can buy them even better <laughs> yeah I mean weirdly they're actually kind of easy to make because yeah. you can buy that you can also buy the dumpling wrappers yeah that's from, true like your local yeah, Asian yeah, yeah. store but they're also just like amazing. They're just always in my freezer. Yeah. Just for like emergency snack, emergency like midnight <laughs> meal. I don't know. I just eat lots of these things. Yeah. And I think a lot of them are accidentally vegan, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you, I mean, I know it's a different kind of dumpling, but I was reading about um, Spinner's dumplings mm -hmm. in the book and they're, they're like super simple. So they're yeah. just... Is it just self-raising flour and water? Just like plain flour just plain and water. Flour. Okay. Yeah. But what's nice in like a Jamaican in a soup, in like a Jamaican soup, oh, okay. they have like all these like ground provisions, so like yams, potato, um sweet potato, like in the, the soup. So like a lot of soups. I remember moving here. Yeah. Like I grew up just having soup with like lots of things inside of it. So you have your spinners, like all the different like ingredient like vegetables. Um, and that's like my favorite part of it because mm. it's so satiating. It's like so delicious and you get all the little things inside of it. So what, what sort of texture do you mix them to? Like, are they quite wet when you put them in the soup? Are they sort of... No, they'd be quite, they'd be quite firm. Yeah. But, um, you cook them and they absorb all the like oh, kind see. of broth that it's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the actual dough itself doesn't have like many ingredients because yeah, like, it'll just absorb really all the lovely easy things. to do. Yeah. I love that idea. Fantastic. Um, also, we were going to talk about, I love this word, fond, which yes. is that magic caramelized bit that you get in the pan or in yeah. the roasting pan, isn't it, when you're caramelizing? I mean, often meat, but but veg as well. Tell us yeah. about that. <laughs> I think it's like, it's like that horror, you know, school dinner kind yep. of Brussels sprout, you know, that's <laughs> like steamed to death. Yeah. And I feel like people don't realize how delicious vegetables can be when you caramelize them, when you get mm. some good color in them. Sprouts are amazing. Like when you fry them or like, you know, roast them and, you know, add some like agave or like, you know, it, they can be so exciting. Yeah. And I think sometimes that flavor that you're talking about that you build with meat, it's like the same with vegetables mm. or like mushrooms and you like roast them off and get them nice and like caramelized. Um, I think leaving them in the pan, giving them time, like most veggies, um, to build that fond and get that flavour, mm. um, it it takes it to like another level. Yeah, and a lot of vegetables have got like the natural sugars. Yeah, which is what's coming out and making that like crusty bit and creating flavour. Mm. Um, you also mentioned in the book about brown stew because I've I've made brown stew cooking before, which mm. is quite a it's quite a sort of, well, it feels like it's got a bit of peril in it in that you have to brown chicken in this kind of caramelized mm. um, brown sugar, mm. which is quite, I always feel like it's going to catch and burn. But um, you can do that with veg as well. And you said you've got a, a really good method for doing it. Yeah, I think it's like um, with brown sugar, even if it's like a little bit, like if it, even it catches a little yeah. bit, it adds depth. Yeah, yeah, It's cool. there to add in depth. Yeah. It's, um, it's not 
going to be like overtly sweet no. when you caramelize it. Um, so I think it's just such a nice like way to like build. Again, it's building flavor. Yeah. Like it's an ingredient that's normally quite sweet. And when you do that, you add, you basically caramelize it. You create in like a kind of caramel. Yeah. So you're mixing, you're literally putting a little bit of oil in a pan and then adding the sugar and then just stirring until it's, yeah. it's gone caramelized. Yeah. And then adding your veg to that. Yeah. Such a great trick to just get that extra level. And the sort of coloring as well, because often with, you know, veg-based stews, if you don't get the color on there at the beginning, it can be a little bit washy, wishy-washy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, lots of nodding going on here. <laughs> Now, on something a bit fresher, and you were going to talk about what herbs and acid bring to the party. Yeah, I'm a big fan of herbs. Yeah. Like, I love, like, I know, you know, everyone has their favorite, I think. I know some people mm. don't really like coriander. Um, I've been really big into dill at the moment, mm. actually. Dill's really delicious. Love dill. But um, I feel like parsley is like the, it goes with most things. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's that extra step in a salad or... You know, even like to toss, like if you've made a really nice like bit of rice or something, mm. like, you know, like a bit of the parsley or like chi I love chives. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, nest is it really a herb? <laughs> I'm trying to, chives <laughs> is a herb, right? Yeah, chives um, is a herb, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like that extra step that will take a dish that you, you know, probably already love mm. to like another level because it's adding freshness. Yeah, it's got real freshness and it kind of... um it can stand up to like cooked things as well. Yeah. So it won't completely wilt and die like say basil will or something. Yeah. It's just quite a nice hardy but fresh herb too. And what about citrus? I I think acid is like really mm. important in, in food. Um, and I love like obviously citrus for like different types of cuisine. Yeah. Um, but in the book, I actually have a lot of recipes where you kind of, I like to caramelize limes and make like a really nice dressing so you kind of almost burn like on oh, the hob yeah. just like you do like a um red pepper mm. um the lime over it and it creates this like extra layer of flavor and almost like smokiness yeah I love but um that acid is like that hit is like really important it's like when you you know put a little bit of lime on a taco or like um a bit of lemon juice um over a curry or a stew or some soup like it's like takes it up a notch yeah it takes it somewhere different doesn't it i love that um let's talk about another favorite ingredient of yours tofu that's in the book yes, a lot it's silken <laughs> so yeah silken tofu and you've got it you've got callaloom plantain pie baked mando cheesecake um and a lovely like whipped tofu which goes on top of toast i mean you're using it in loads of different ways in there tofu is delicious um in especially in baking mm. um because it's like basically when when i went to japan um i noticed like there were a lot of um stands that sold like donuts or ice cream yeah. made with silken tofu and that's when i started to explore it because um I was working on this recipe using silken tofu to make like a vegan ice cream. Mm. And what's really good about it is that when you make ice cream, you want as little water content in, in it as possible. Yeah. So the silken tofu in itself, obviously once you like remove it from the package itself, it's kind of like very high in protein and it has that like natural fat mm. in it. And for ice cream, it's like perfect. And for desserts, it's kind of like really great for replacing eggs. Yeah. So I use it a lot in the cakes and stuff like that because it 
kind of provides that same kind of profile, I think, to like an egg would in yeah. a cake. No, I mean, yeah. it, there's such great inventive recipes with it as well. It sort of, it really made me sort of stop and think, oh God, I've, I've thought about it in that, but not in like a, as many desserts. Um, I, I mean, are you a fan of like the Savvy Tried smoked tofu? and the, Love it. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a different, because the texture just changes completely mm. then, doesn't it? You actually get a bit of bite to it, which is nice. I love, I genuinely love tofu. <laughs> I know that sounds like so vegan of me, but <laughs> I actually genuinely love it. Great. Um Something I found really interesting because brown brown butter is super trendy at the minute, um, mm. especially in baking and in savoury recipes like pasta or gnocchi. Um, but I never considered browning um, block butter, which is vegan butter. Mm. And you do that a lot, don't you? Yeah. Again, it's like creating an extra step of flavour, yeah. another level of, of flavour. And it kind of like adds that, I don't know, I, th- I think especially in sav- in sweet things like Mm. I love it in like a sweet dish um like dessert um it kind of balances it out because even though it is rich it's kind of um balancing out the sweetness with the richness of the butter um so yeah I think block butter has come a long way for vegans it's really come a long way because when I first went vegan there wasn't vegan block butter (laughs) but now they're actually really good yeah like they're really 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 good and you can brown them in the same way yeah um and I just think that extra step, like for banana bread, like if you brown the butter, wow. so good. Yeah. Really, really good. I think that's like a game changer. Yeah. I literally haven't heard of that before. It's so cool. Lastly, we were going to talk, uh, you, you mentioned it briefly about the importance of salt and mm. layering it. Tell us about that. I think like just being aware of the different stages that you're adding salt. Okay. So like, obviously, you know, if you're making a curry or like a stew or like you start in a dish of like onions like you kind of season in each step of the way but then also it's like just being aware of um you know you have different types of salt stuff yeah. to finish things with so you know a bit of flaky salt on a bit, you know some toast with whatever you, you're eating I think stuff like that or in like even like a dessert like a good cookie with a bit of salt yeah. at the end like flaky salt delicious um but then also there's different sources of salt naturally like miso soy sauce things that I use quite regularly and I think it's quite amazing for vegan cooking because you add in that like extra saltiness that might have been there in you know a form of a meaty thing yeah. um I think especially miso because it's not as like insanely salty yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but it's quite just, subtle yeah it's a bit more subtle and it has a balance of like almost like a sweetness as well mm. um so I think yeah add in salt in different stages but then you also have ingredients like stock as well like veggie stock um that tends to like stock cubes or like 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 powder and stuff yeah yeah yeah. they're great yeah brilliant tips there um i was going to say what i love about the book as well is um the chapter titles (laughs) because i was reading (laughs) it yesterday and you've got chapters called um food that I dream about before going to bed which is when you're dreaming of your breakfast yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) or like desserts as a lifestyle because you said you've never knownly turned down a dessert (laughs) never I've it's never happened yeah I will always eat dessert if it's on the table it's food so when when you were planning the book were you thinking like it really does feel like an extension of your personality rather than you thinking oh I'm just going to write a vegan cookbook it's almost like it's really come from your heart yeah I think that was really important to me to come across in the book um, especially because I do think most people like, you know, we, we food is such a central part of how we 
we eat mm. and especially like I have a chapter about cooking for myself and how that was quite like therapeutic in lockdown and to actually really do make for, an effort yeah, to make an effort do for, something yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. just for me yeah um but I think it would be a massive discredit if I didn't write this book to like represent how I actually eat food because yeah, exactly. I think that I'm hoping that's what people really connect with when you know they try one of my recipes yeah I do I think it comes across that like this is what you're kind of eating every day or you know or you're making for your friends or you're making yeah. for your supper club or whatever um what have you got coming up this year then have you got as a supper club coming back or yeah I mean yeah. I'm hoping to cook for people again <laughs> it's really weird um but I have a massive itch for it. And one big thing, actually, b before I even started Dee's Table, I'd regularly just write menus, like yeah. very elaborate, <laughs> very elaborate menus, like yeah. even drinks and like <laughs> um, the names of the dishes and like all this kind of stuff. And I daydream about it. And I've caught myself doing it recently. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like that's definitely a sign that I should be doing something yeah. soon. And where should people um, keep up with what you're doing? Where's the best place? Is it Instagram? Is Instagram it... is definitely the best way okay. um, to keep up with what I'm What's doing. What's your handle on Instagram? So it's D's underscore table. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if if people follow that, they can find out if if your pop ups happening soon or when. And and also, I guess, do you post recipes there or? Yeah. So thing? I kind of tend to post things that I'm like really obsessed with and in real time what I'm like eating. Yeah. Cool. And I think the book is out, is it beginning of April or end of April March? April the 13th. Oh, April the 13th. Which is really crazy. But I think pre-orders will be open soon, if not now. Um, and it's called Plentiful Vegan Jamaican Recipes to Repeat. Um, thank you so much for coming to chat to us again. It's been no, brilliant. thanks for having me. I feel like, again, everything is so surreal. Like, yeah. I can't believe it. But, <laughs> but it's here. Yeah, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>